Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. President Joe Biden speaking from Philadelphia's Independence National Historical Park. The speech was titled Battle for the Soul of the Nation. He went about 25 minutes. Uh, he started with the notion that equality and democracy are under assault. And he mentioned Donald Trump by name. And I guess there were many uh, watchers who thought that may not happen. So somewhat unexpected. He went on to say that Trump and Magna Republicans are threatening the foundation of the republic. We are not bystanders in the ongoing attack on democracy. And he went on to say we are at an inflection point. At in, it is in our power to stop the assault on American democracy. This is a special edition of Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Doug Krisner in New York. My colleague, Brian Curtis, in Hong Kong. Brian. Yeah, this was very interesting. And let's bring in Rick Davis, Bloomberg Politics contributor and partner at Stone Court Capital, uh, to dissect it. Rick, um, only a modest attempt to laud his own achievements and, and really didn't use this as an attempt to target Republican ideals at all. This was really an attempt to ring fence the MAGA movement and Trump himself. Do you think he pulled it off? Yeah, I think it was two speeches here, right? One, Brian, that you described, which is, you know, hey, these are the MAGA Republicans. They are, you know, against democracy. You know, they've been fooled by Donald Trump. You know, they're not the GOP of your father, is like he's like to say in the past. But then he contrasts that with his own achievements, right? And the country's moving forward. And I got lower drug prices. Uh, I was able to get, you know, all these things passed. And we got a fight on abortion. And and and, and he's kind of pivoted. So this, there was a part of the speech that was dedicated to his legislative achievements. And then the other part, and that was the light, positive part. And then the other part was very dark and, and foreboding about, you know, the threat to democracy that MAGA Republicans pose. Rick, where is the line between what we call mainstream Republicans and, and the extremist? Well, you know, I think that, that that he was trying to draw one, right? Early in his speech, he said, you know, not everybody, not all the Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Um, but he didn't really go into much detail on who they were or, or how he was talking to them. My own point of view, just from a political lens, um, there, there probably are a few, uh, I, uh, you know, Republicans that uh, are are considered mainstream Republicans and, and sort of tolerant of the current party as it stands. But I do think he was really looking at independence. And, and this kind of 
you know, sort of setting up the wedge, you know, independents don't be drawn into that Republican Party. These are run by MAGA, you know, and they're really outside the mainstream and they're extremists. And 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 what he's trying to do is cobble together that 51 percent he got in the general election two years ago. And he needs that 51 percent to show up on uh, the midterms. He, he did um, make it a point to say quite early that he's not really uh, targeting all Republicans. He said many of whom he had worked with in his long uh, career in the Senate. He, he really did try to isolate the MAGA group. Uh, we don't know exactly how big it is, I suppose. Uh, uh, but it, 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 I found it kind of interesting. You, you thought that he made a bigger attempt to laud his achievements. I, I thought that was only sort of a, a modest uh, attempt. But he did refer to this being the United States uh, and that the two parties should work together. And yet, I think I heard you say earlier this morning uh, on our air that he really didn't reach out to the Republicans uh, with cabinet positions uh, or high positions, key positions uh, in government. Yeah, I think there was an expectation considering how much he devoted in the general election, uh, his rhetoric to talking about unifying the country and bringing in, you know, a coalition of Americans who would, you know, be loyal to the government and to the country and, and not focused on ideology. And, and and then that never really materialized. I mean, I actually think there were more Democrats in the, in the Trump cabinet than there are Republicans in the um, Biden cabinet. And, and that being said, his major accomplishments, short of just a couple that he's done just recently through reconciliation, have really been bipartisan accomplishments. This massive bill for infrastructure was done with Republicans, Democrats in lockstep, uh, and many other legislative achievements he's been able to get through. So he, he avoids wedge politics. That's who he is. But I think that's been disappointing to many Democrats who actually want to impose accountability on these MAGA Republicans, right? They want to prosecute these guys. They don't want to put a, you know, a handout for them. And, and so I do think he's running a little bit counter to his own party's interests who sort of got a little bit of taste of, of victory with his election and uh, would like to put um, – uh, the MAGA Republicans on the trash heap of history. I had an ear open to see whether or not he would say anything along the lines of a conservative Supreme Court. That didn't happen. Talk to me, Rick, about the timing. Uh, is he setting the stage for another term? Is it too early for that to happen? Is this more about the midterms? He's got the wind at his back right now. Yeah, he's got the wind at his back. I think Democrats have convinced themselves that they've got a shot at maybe even leveling the playing field in the House and winning the Senate. Uh, and, 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 and there's good reason for that, right? Their polling data looks good. They've had these great legislative achievements. And so this is, I think, purely focused on trying to get a ticket through the midterm elections and, and hold on to power because they know if that House flips to the Republicans and it doesn't matter by one vote or 100 votes – then their legislative ag uh, agenda is gone, right? They'll be uh, not able to Im implement anything. It'll turn into all kinds of investigations by Republicans, and it'll be chaos. And that will not be good for Biden to think through a second term, right? And so this buys him an option if he's able to, to, to find success in the midterm elections. And this was all about what are the stakes of the midterms? The stakes are you can you can descend into darkness through the MAGA Republican agenda, or you can stick with me and see these great things I've achieved, and we can continue to do it together. Just briefly in 20 seconds or so, it sounded like a few moments ago that you were suggesting that the insurrectionists should not uh, be um, hauled into court. 
Well, I mean, you've noticed um, he didn't say much about uh, uh, any of the, the legal activity, right? I mean, he clearly put the MAGA Republicans on the extreme list. Um, you know, he didn't take the language on fascism that we heard from him earlier. I don't think there's any doubt that the party and, and his administration would like to see uh, people who have violated the law, whether it's the president of the United States or people who broke into the Capitol, to be prosecuted. But he's done a good job, I think, as president of staying out of the legal fray yeah. and, and, and preserving his options for the future. Yeah, that's respecting the Constitution and the rule of law, I suppose. Uh, anyway, Rick, thanks very much. Rick Davis, Bloomberg Politics contributor and partner at Stone Court Capital. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.